Acts chapter 1, verse 14 says, These all continued with one accord in prayer, supplication, with the women, Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren. These all continued with one accord. With one accord. I'd like everyone to use your voice right now and out loud say, with one accord. With one accord. That would be my assignment to deliver here tonight. With one accord. With the subtitle as a question, with whom do you harmonize? Lord, we love you. We thank you for what we feel in this house. We thank you for the faithful saints of God who have taken of their time and come into your house because they are in love with you. Because they want to worship you. They want to magnify you. We know that you will touch us and bless us, but we're not here for that. We're here to magnify you. We're here to give you glory. We're here to give you praise. But I know according to your word that as we praise you, you inhabit those praises. Do what only you can do in this house. Help me to preach under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And let the body be not only receptive but responsive. We ask it in Jesus' name and let everybody say amen. amen. Everybody say with one accord. Now ask two or, three, two or three people, who are you harmonizing with? If you've asked somebody, you can be seated. With whom do you harmonize? As early as Genesis 11, we're able to find at a tower that would be named Babel, that the reality of a unified effort among people, hear me, even when outside the desire of God gets God's attention. There can be unified efforts outside of His will. How many know we see that on a regular basis? The majority of the population was unified outside of the ark that was being built. But unity did not mean correctness. Even when you are in the minority, if it's God's will, you are in the majority. And it should be our priority to be in the will of God regardless of whether people are pleased with our decision. Because our ultimate desire is to make God pleased. Somebody say amen. amen. With one accord. Oh, Brother Watkins, you did so good opening service tonight, instructing the people to magnify the Lord. You were trying to get us to be with one accord. To get our minds off of distraction. 
off of the holiday festivities, off of the thoughts of work and assignments and jobs and issues and family drama and to put all of that aside and focus in on the one who is worthy of all the praise and all the glory and all the adoration. If you're Pentecostal at all, maybe you're not even completely Pentecostal, but if even your pinky is Pentecostal, you know that with one accord, I ought to give you a little amen in your spirit because with one accord is Acts preaching for us. Now, I grew up in a Pentecostal church. I've always been from small boy in southern Illinois in a, in a small church that had way more guitars than any other instrument. But we did have one instrument. I want to see if anybody can name this instrument. I've asked him to put a, a picture of this instrument on the screen. <laughs> How many grew up in a church with an accordion? You needed a doctorate to play an accordion. Who's ever picked up an accordion, didn't know how to play it, but you can remember as a kid, just picking it up. You were making a joyful noise unto the Lord. Putting all those keys and all those buttons. I remember pushing all those little buttons. My mom used to play an accordion and just pushing all those buttons on the one side. Like the little kids that want to run up and get on the organ and push all the levers. And <laughs> Brother William said, no, no. The accordion was kind of the, the harmony here of bringing all these multiple things together. Really, if you've ever heard when someone's cooking, they said, well, we, we put everything but the kitchen sink. I feel like they got together and said, how many things can we put together and call it an instrument? And out came the accordion. And if, now, if listen, if you are a purist, if you belong to an accordion club, not taking a shot at you, but I'm asking nobody to send me emails or pass me letters asking for an accordion revival. I don't want to hurt your feelings. I just want to tell you it's not happening. But it did have a time and a place. And I will tell you that as a, as a child, I was in services where there was not a multitude of instruments available. But somebody would get on that old accordion and begin to work it back and forth and begin to sing about the wondrous love of Jesus. And I remember as a child finding that it was not in the beauty of the instrument, but it was in the power of the worship. In fact, it wasn't even about how eloquent or elegant their singing was. It wasn't about how great their playing was. It was about the greatness of the name. And when people around that building started singing about the wondrous love of Jesus, all of a sudden people that could testify would stand to their feet and begin to lift their hands and lift their voices. It was not about the magistry, the, 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 the magical moment. It wasn't about anybody saying, get that on a recording. It was just somebody in the building that remembered what it was like to be a drunk that wasn't a drunk anymore. Somebody in the building that remember what it was that used to be bound by sin and wasn't bound by sin anymore. 
Somebody in the building that was on their way to hell and recognized when the accordion started playing and the people started singing in unity that they weren't on their way to hell anymore, but they had turned their attention towards I can remember them grabbing the old accordion and then singing, oh, I want to see him and look. You're ready, aren't you? Of this saving grace. Said care. One more time. I said, oh. On the streets, let me live. You know what I just proved? We don't even need an accordion if we will get in one. Come on, the Bible says that your members have become instruments unto his righteousness. Come on, we were lost, but he found us. We were on our way to hell, but he picked us. We were headed to be lost for eternity, but he pulled us out of darkness and brought us into his marvelous light. And so with one accord, we say he is worthy and he is deserving. Come on, let everybody in the room lift your voice and magnify the name of Jesus. Somebody shout amen. Somebody said he's worthy. He is worthy. With one, with one accord, with one accord, with one accord. And it is, it is in this book of Acts that we read. But Herbst, in fact, this particular phrase, one word in the Greek, three words translated into English and represented in the KJV as with one accord. The majority, all but one reference in the New Testament is found in the history book of the church. The Acts of the Apostles. We watch it reference after reference. Not waiting until chapter 2. Now listen, let's tell on ourselves a little bit. Brother Faulkner, even all of our Bible quizzers, we got to tell on ourselves a little bit. Usually when we think with one accord, where do we go? We go to Acts 2, and we're about to get there because I'm not leaving it out. <laughs> but it started in Acts chapter 1 because they were with one accord in prayer, in supplicate, with one accord. And it starts us on this journey from the beginning of the book of Acts. That it matters who you're in accord with. If we are not careful, we only quote it, Brother Womble, in reference to Acts 2. But it's mentioned a dozen times in the New Testament. With one accord. And it starts here in the beginning of who they were in accord with. I remember the old statement, and many of you as well would remember, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. 
Show me who you spend your time with. And I'll show you who you're becoming. Show me the people that encourage your worship. Or the lack thereof. Show me the people that you mirror your giving after. Show me the people that you mirror your attitude after. Show me the people that you mirror your prayer after. That's why we need prayer warriors in the church. That's why every morning at 7 a.m. there's a Zoom prayer taking place. That's why on Monday night there's prodigal prayer. On Tuesday night there's church prayer. Hey, hey, hey. It's why at Thursday at 11, the elders are coming together and praying. That's why on Saturday, we're praying and doing evangelism. Is all that necessary? The start to the book of Acts said they were with one accord in prayer. And if we're going to get in agreement about anything, let's just get this settled. We got to get in one accord in prayer. We got to get in one accord. If we lose every musician we've got, if we can get in one accord in prayer. If we lose all of our fancy lighting. How many know sometimes the devil can get in the sound booth? And I'm not talking about the workers. I'm talking. <laughs> Brother D.G. Giovanni, we laughed about this before. I've preached so many different conferences where I show up and he's even the one there running the sound. And sometimes you don't know where that frequency came from. Feel like casting that frequency back to hell from where it came. Where did, where did it come from? How did the devil get in this? But if the sound goes on the free, if the people will be in one accord in prayer, if the lighting starts messing up, some of you remember before we updated the lighting not too long ago, we'd be having service and all of a sudden a strobe light effect. <laughs> I'd be praying nobody was going to. I thought, turn them all on, turn them all off. I don't care what you do. But how many knows it's not about our lighting show? Churches everywhere trying to make the glory come from fake smoke. But if we'll get in one accord in prayer. Sister Denny came down here for prayer. We've been praying for Brother Denny. Has that infection? I know he's probably watching right now. I need some men that will fast with me this week for Brother Denny. I want you to stand to your feet. If you'll fast and pray with me for God to heal Brother Denny. We're going to put this mess to flight. Pan that camera around. Let them see the men standing across this building. I'm going to tell you hell hates that. But if we'll get in one, one accord... In prayer. Pastor, is that really necessary? Yes, it is. If we will bind together in prayer and fasting, we know that anything is possible. We're going to pray and fast for him. God's going to heal that body. I want you to throw your hands towards heaven. I want you to pray with me about it right now. In the name of the Lord. Come on, bind together in the name of Jesus. I'm asking for everybody in the house. Come on, we're in one place. Let's be in one accord. Let healing virtue flow. Let healing virtue flow.
Let healing virtue flow. For your glory, Lord. Now somebody say amen. amen. How many remember the power of your amen? amen. I mean, so be it. Amen. It's going to be done. I don't think we have to beg God. I don't think we have to sing songs about how good he is if we don't really believe the lyrics we're singing. Come on, he is a good God. And in Acts 1, that launching, that launching of the church, they continued. And how many know that the part of that command was sending them to Jerusalem where they would wait for the power from on high? Turning your Bible to a brand new portion of Scripture. Acts the second chapter. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all, they were all, they were all, I'm trying to let somebody catch on. They were all, they were all, they were all with one accord in one place. Just being in one place does not mean in one accord. Just being in the church does not mean being the church. Just being in, oh yeah, just being in the building. That's why we don't believe this is a church you sign your name and become a member. We believe this is a church you're born into. I'm not talking about Calvary Tabernacle. I'm talking about the church of the living God. Come on, we're born into this body. They were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. What happened? There appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and it sat upon each of them and they were all filled you know why they were all filled because they were with one accord the people that were left in the room were in one place but they were in one accord that's the kind of revival I'm praying for where nobody in the building is outside the reach of the Holy Ghost where everybody in the building is filled with the baptism of the Spirit of God everybody in the building Come on, can anybody remember the first time that he baptized you with his spirit? Does anybody remember when you lifted up those hands and tears came streaming down your cheeks? Does anybody remember when you began to... Come on, you begin to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. It wasn't a language you were taught, but heaven came and took up some residence... He's here tonight. I, I, I can't tell you how many times I stepped to a microphone and say, you should have been there when I prayed. I bet you sung that 10,000 times. Church was on fire and the holy. And everybody in the building, Brother Matthews, we just barely start singing it. People that didn't even like standing would stand up. Because they were reminded of what happened when they were filled. If you don't believe I've been redeemed, follow me down 
Why do we press baptism here? Because we know what it's like to go down in the water of baptism and every sin that was on our life and every sin that was in our mind and every lie of the enemy got washed away. Come on, that's one right there. You know about it. The power of the Holy Ghost. The power of baptism in the name of Jesus. Come on, you ought to take a moment where you're at right now. I wish we could get in one accord in this building. I know we're in one place, but I wish we could get in one accord where everybody in the building would just begin to give him praise for who he is and what he's done and what he's doing. Come on, that's it. Somebody remind yourself. Come on, stir it up a little bit. When the people get in one accord. Come on, Brother Aiden, anything is possible. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. It was the day of Pentecost and they were feasting on the outside but the church was about to feast on the inside. Somebody say they were all filled. And I'm going to tell you that's the will of God. From the farthest corner over here to the farthest corner every seat in the balcony Security behind the scenes, video up in the room that we can't even, everybody, 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 when we get in one accord. Come on, don't we want that to happen? We want it in our church. We want it in our city. Let there be a demonstration of the Holy Ghost. Everybody shout with one accord. one accord. Turn to somebody else and ask them, but who are you harmonizing with? It's in Acts 1. It's in Acts 2 and 1. It's again in Acts 2, 46, 47 BC. Because it says in Acts 2, 46 and 47, they continue daily with one accord in the temple breaking bread from house to house. They ate their meat with gladness and with singleness of heart. Singleness of heart. They were in one accord. What were they doing? They were praising God, having favor with all the people. Woo! Woo! I'd like to have that. Come on, favor with all the people. And what was the result? And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Because when the people are unified, explosive revival comes with it. When the people of God get in one accord, the church is multiplied. The dynamics of revival come into play. If you believe it, say, I believe it. I believe it. Acts chapter 4, verse 24, when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God, which has made heaven and earth and sea and all. <laughs> Listen, folks, we need to know who we're praying to. 
I know we love coming together and worshiping God, but we need to know what we're doing when we come here. We are not coming to church with the hopes that he might touch us. We're coming to church to bless him and exalt him. And as a result, we have biblical evidence that when we do, when we exalt him, when we lift his name, things will happen. It's the model of the early church. Acts 5, go to the next chapter. And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's church. Acts 8, verses 6 through 8. And the people with one accord. Everybody say with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did for unclean spirits, crying with a loud voice, came out of many that were possessed with them and many taken with uh, palsies and they that were lame were healed and there was great joy in the city. In the city. Because the church's mission is to get the church into the city. I'm glad that people get healed in here. But if we'll be in one accord even when we're not in here, we can take the revival of here to there. Come on, we're focusing on the mission this month in our Wednesdays. And I feel a word for Wednesday night, but I feel a little something right here to remind us that our one place and one accord should not stop when we are in the, the parameters of our 902 Fletcher Avenue. Or if you're a part of the Greenwood campus or the Camby camp, it doesn't just happen when you're in that church. We need to be who we are even in public. <laughs> How many believe we can still pray in public? How many believe you ought to? Be, how many believe you ought to be apostolic at work too? Hey, and it moved, and it moved upon them. Acts fifteen, jump a few chapters, verse twenty-five and twenty-six. It seemed good unto us being assembled. How? with one accord to send chosen men unto you felt like it was the right thing to do with our beloved Barnabas and Paul men that have hazarded their lives for the name of our Lord when we got in one accord we decided we were not going to give you our leftovers. We were going to send the best we had because of the persecution that you were enduring. I'm going to tell you right now, our city needs the best we have to offer. I'm trying to join hands with pastors across this city to get... Come on, we need gun violence stopped. We need senseless deaths in our streets stopped. Come on, we need suicide stopped. But it's not going to come out of the eloquency of our speech. And it's not going to come out of the dynamics of our church buildings. But if we who are of the name of Jesus can get in one accord. 
then God can help it to happen. What is, what is this with one accord, the uniqueness of this Greek word that is translated? Trying to help us recognize this uniqueness amongst the Christian community of the day. The Greek word homothumadon is, is how you would see it spelled out. You would try to look at it and read it and understand it. But it's really a couple of words coming together. Meaning to rush along or in unison. Bringing those things into harmony. And I love what one commentator wrote about it. Seems to be the most widely used that I could find. And so I share it with you. The image is almost musical. A number of notes are sounded which, while different, harmonize in pitch and tone. As the instruments of a great concert under the direction of a concert master, so the Holy Spirit blends together the lives of members of Christ's church. That's why the oneness of God should be on display through the oneness of the church. Harmony of the body, not about our different ideologies or social statuses, but about the dynamic of our doctrine and the truth of the name that we preach and the God that we worship, whose name is above every name. And whose blood and whose blood alone has in fact purchased our salvation. And so when we come into this one place, in order for us to get in one accord, it must be by focusing on one thing. That's why I don't think we should come to church and focus on Facebook. And I don't think that we should come to church and hide our phone and focus on Instagram. For the people that still have the fear of missing out, Worried about what's happening everywhere else. Worried about what's taking place on social media. Are the people that want to come and be worried about tomorrow and your calendar and your meetings. I hear on a regular basis of people that miss church because they're preparing for their next day. Pastor, don't be rough. I'm not be rough. But I'm going to say this. When we come into his house. We ought to put off to tomorrow. Let tomorrow take care of itself because you know the one who holds tomorrow. Don't worry about what they're doing. Worry about what he's doing. Don't worry about what she said. Worry about what he is saying. Don't worry about what they're up to. Get concerned about what is God. And how many know that when we come together in his house and we begin a singular mission of magnifying the name of the Lord? Anything can happen when we get in one accord. One accord. But how many know that there is an enemy? How many know there is an enemy? There's an enemy called distraction. There's an enemy called division. There's
there's an enemy that would make me rather judge you than worship with you. There's an enemy that would want me to say, you need to settle down. That's not all necessary. Brother Watkins, there's an enemy when you get up and begin to inspire us in the beginning of the service that some would say, that's just hype and it's not necessary. Unless you recognize that the only thing he was saying was let's give God some glory in this house. Let's give God some praise in this house. The beauty of this building ought to be that we come in here together and we worship in different ways, but we worship. If you're a head nodder, you ought to be a powerful head nodder. Come on, you know who you are. If we get you to nod your head, it's like somebody else running the aisle. And every now and then when the spirit really gets to move, you give one. But if all you've got to give is a head nod, he's worthy. I think there's nearly a thousand people here that your default is to clap your hands. Well, I got good news for you. Clap your hands all, you people. And if you're rambunctious enough, the Bible says shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Come on, it is texturally harmonious. It is saying, get in unison. Shout with a victorious sound. If you're a head nodder, just nod your head. Just go ahead, just nod your head. If you're a hand clapper, just clap your hand. We might even have a few aisle runners. If you're an aisle runner, I go ahead, I dismiss you. Go ahead and run around just a little bit. If you're rambunctious and like to run aisles, where are my leapers at? I bet we got a few people that like to leap in this building. What are you doing? We're just trying to get in one accord. We are, come on, we're trying to get in one accord in worshiping the Lord. Maybe you're just one of those drawn out amen people. You just say amen. If that's you, I wish you'd throw your head back and say amen, 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 amen. He's worthy. Remember, we spent a little time in the epistles this summer when we were in at the other property and I talked, I spent an entire week talking about Paul calling us lively stones. He didn't call us lively bricks. We are not uniform. We are lively stones. We are different. My good friend, Brother Sawyer, we're different. Thank God you get to be you and I get to be me. We're not trying to make cookie cutters. Hear me. We're not trying to make cookie cutters. Everybody's got to walk in the same line, look the same. 
No, that's not what we're trying to make. We're trying to make everybody who they are to the best of your ability to follow Christ and to Come on, there's some of you in this building. You used to lose your mind and dance and shout and give him everything you had. and You didn't care who was watching you. I'm telling you, if he was worthy then, he's worthy now. And you're still a lively stone. Come on, in one accord, ought to promote worship the way you want to worship and the way you feel. Come on, I need an elder or two that'll walk out of your pew right now. I know you don't have the strength you used to have, but you just walk out and say, but he's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Thank you, Sister Nykirk. You young people, I want you to see Sister Nykirk. Some of you ought to take a lap. If she can walk down to the front a couple... one accord in one place one accord in one place one accord in one place if you're a hand clapper clap those hands if you're a singer sing unto the Lord if you're a shouter shout with all you got but whatever you do do it unto the Lord whatever you do do it unto the Lord unto the Lord yeah 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 Come on, that's it. Let there be a little rambunctious worship in a Pentecostal church on a Sunday night. Mom, mom, I want you to take Sister Hunter by the hand. Take Sister Hunter by the hand. I want you to pray with her right now. Brother Hunter's watching probably right now needs a miracle in his body. If he could be here, you know he's here. I'm going to tell you, if anybody had an excuse not to be at church tonight, Brother Hunter had an excuse not to. Come on, he called me the other day while I was out of the country. He said, I know the doctor's report, but I know that God is good. I know that God is good. I know that God is good. If you're sick in your body, he can heal you. If you're sick in your mind, he can touch you. If you're sick in your spirit, he can deliver you. But whether you feel it right now or not, he is still worthy. Somebody say amen. Stay with me for a second. Thank you. But there's an enemy. Everybody say an enemy. There's an enemy. And as much as we love our music and we love worshiping God, 
Heaven's choir leader, Brother Xavier, did such a great job leading us tonight. Powerful. Heaven's original choir leader got cast like lightning. And he has always tried to emulate and represent and become a counterfeit, Brother Mathis, a counterfeit option of the church. All my life, Bible college students and elders alike, I have held fast to with one accord being tied simply to the unity of the believers, especially when the majority of its usage comes from the book of Acts. But the problem with that, I'm being redundant intentionally, is there is an adversary. And in Acts chapter 7, the Bible uses the same word, the same Greek, translated into the same English, with one accord. But it's not talking about the church. It's talking about the people who rose up to kill Stephen. They were with one accord. And because they got some people in agreement with them. They think the crowd must justify what we're doing. Surely Stephen cannot be righteous for he is not orthodox of the day. He is preaching Jesus. And they rose up against him. And the Bible says they were with one accord when they did it. And it's in Acts chapter 12 that the Bible says were with one accord when they came to Herod. They came to Herod and they began to speak to him. And when Herod lifted up his voice and began to speak, those very people said, oh, it's not the voice of a man. He is the voice of a God. But they were with one accord. And they were recruiting. They were with one accord. But they were wrong. But it doesn't stop there. Not just in Acts 7 and not just in Acts 12. But in Acts chapter 18, the Bible said that the Jews made insurrection with one accord against Paul. That he persuaded men to worship God. Contrary to the law. Paul is getting people to turn. And Brother Drew, with one accord. I don't like what Pastor Paul's doing. I don't think we ought to like what. And because they start. How many know that sometimes people that get a few people around them start to act bigger than they are? Come on, you know you act bigger with friends. You walk the dark street of Indianapolis by yourself. You might not be. But you get with a group of your friends filled 10 feet tall and bulletproof. And it doesn't stop there. Because in Acts 19, the very next chapter, four times in a row, now they're mad because... Paul has been persuading them 
to the oneness of God and the worship of Jesus Christ. And Demetrius is all mad because his metalworking business is losing money. People stop buying the idols that have been made to the goddess Diana. <laughs> Their livelihood is taking a shot. And so all of a sudden you've got them in Acts 19 and, and, and when Gaius and Aristarchus, those that were following along with Paul, they grab those men. They pull them into the theater and the Bible says they did it with one accord. So I've come to ask us tonight, who are we in harmony with? I don't need us to be normal to the world because I don't want to be in harmony with the world. How many know that the enemy would love to get division in them? He'd love to pull factions together. He'd love to get this little group to team together. Thank God this doesn't happen, but I'm going to preach what I felt here. He wants to get this one to join together. Get a little group here together with this one. and Get, get this group a little bit together. With, and we only congregate with us. And that. How many know we've watched it play out in the church? Churches are divided by languages. Churches are divided by skin colors. How many know that's not the will of God? One spirit, one body, one bread. So I'm going to remind you and remind myself what we do when we walk in here. When we come in this house, different ages, different skin tones, different levels of relationship with God, and we just start lifting our voice. <laughs> and we stop focusing on tomorrow and start focusing on eternity. When we stop thinking about what makes us better and start thinking about what lifts him. Quit thinking about your test this week and start thinking about your soul. I want to give us a little instruction tonight and then I'm going to be done. The musicians are going to play. When you're done praying tonight, if you've never been baptized, you ought to get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. If you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you can receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost here tonight. Speaking with tongues as the Spirit of God gives you. But I want to tell everyone and I want to be very clear. It's the reason I've slowed down at the ending. Be very clear with you. You're going to harmonize with somebody. 
You're either building the kingdom of God or you're building the kingdom of hell. And the Bible says that hell hath enlarged hers. She is recruiting through unity. Through words like diversity. Through words like tolerance. Through words like inclusivity. Paul would even have to write to the church and tell them, Brethren, in Philippians 3, be followers together of me and mark them which walk so as ye have for an ensample. For many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you, even weeping, they are enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame. Why they mind earthly things. But to those who want to be in one accord with heaven, I would tell you there cannot be slander in our tongue. There cannot be gossip. There cannot be division in the body. There has to be harmony where we reach across and we join one with another and we worship one with another. Why does it matter? Because He is our audience. And we're in one place, but we've got to be in one accord. All over this house. If you feel it appropriate and acceptable, I wish you would find two or three, maybe four or five, and link together. And let this body become unified all over this building. And I want you to begin to worship one with another. Come on, I want you to begin to worship God one with another. I would ask you to do it with one accord.